What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com, here live on Alex Palowski's Twitter channel. <laughs> the only Twitter that... It, oh, wait, sorry. It's also streaming to Fightful MMA, which is exactly where we got to do it. Again, guys, I mentioned this on Listen Your Boy today. Sorry, there are some Twitter issues uh, with a lot of streaming services uh, about uh, with, with shows. But we got it to a couple of them. But we're here live on YouTube.com slash Fightful and podcast platforms everywhere. If you watch any other place and you go, gee, where can I watch this show? The answer is always Fightful.com, FightfulPods.com. Here for our AEW post show for December 22nd. First off, I want to thank all of you who uh, donated to the Fightful holiday stream last night. Uh, Jimmy was not happy about the amount in which he had to match. <laughs> but as you can tell from the laugh from Alex Palowski, he was very happy about that. I, I certainly won't say no to the, to the amount of money that wound up in my bank account. So, yeah, no, I'm, uh, thank you all for being so generous. And thank you, Jimmy Van, for being equally generous by yourself matching all the generosity of hundreds of other people. Yes, so we thank, thank you very much. We thank the apathetic generosity of Jimmy Van. Uh, we have Robert DeFelice here as well. Robert, how you doing? I'm doing great, Sean. I mean, nothing warms my heart like apathetic generosity. And yes, thank you, Jimmy. Thank <laughs> apathetic you generosity is my middle name. It's just, you know, S um, A G S doesn't go as well. Like Sags was already taken. <laughs> yeah. So so, but I at least kept the nasty boys influence on my shoes. Guys, leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Tap that bell for notifications. Donate a super chat here on youtube.com slash fightful or donate a humper chat at humperchats.com. This is how you get your question or statement read on the air. If you are in our chat and you want your question or statement read on the air and answered, that's how you do it. Humperchats.com. It is a PayPal platform uh, as well as super chats. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, programming notes, Grapsity will not be happening this week. It's Christmas. We obviously won't be doing a post-Smackdown or uh, Rampage show. It's Christmas. But you might say, gee golly, I'm going to be doing a lot of driving. I want some content. Well, you're in luck. RJ City, 75-minute interview dropped. Now, I know in the past some of my RJ City interviews have not been too newsworthy, but this one is actually exceptionally newsworthy. Beyond him talking about how Courtney Cox makes the worst cappuccino of all time, he actually talks about the process of WDB Digital, how he worked there, putting things together. It's it's really fascinating. And on Thursday, I've got an interview with Chris Van Vliet dropping. Now, he's talked to a lot of the, the most famous names in wrestling. Uh, he's done work with AEW. He's done all kinds of great stuff. And I'm also appearing on his show. We both talked to each other for over an hour. So check that out on both of our channels. Uh, lots of stuff going on. I interviewed Alex Hammerstone this week to announce his new MLW deal. He was going to be a big free agent if he hit the market. So uh, got some news there. I'll plug Fightful Select later because I am ready to talk AEW. R26 sends a super chat, though, or Humper Chat, and says, I would rather watch 24 hours of happy talk with Corbin and Moss than 24 seconds of a Christmas story. Um, Alex... I referred to it as uh, 24 Hours of a Christmas Story, also known as 24 Hours of I'd Rather Drag My Balls Across a Cactus. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on a Christmas story? Uh, it's lovely. 
it's it's uh it's a movie i grew up with um i get fuzzy memories of watching it with my parents uh when i was a little kid and uh i looked a lot like ralphie when i was about that age she did. so i kind of felt like it was my own personal christmas movie um i i love it and i make sure to watch it at least once every christmas because it gives me a warm feeling inside just like vince mcmahon has when he fires somebody Listen, if you got to have Pete Billingsley in your life, I would prefer the Dirt Bike Kid. Uh, I think about three people watch that, and we'll get that reference. But, Robert, we had a a very good A Christmas Story reference on tonight's show, i got to say. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker cut a wonderful promo yeah. uh, at this Christmas party that she was having. A few notes about that. Jamie Hayter is not doing the DMD. Never has, never will. Exactly. Tony Schiavone tries to put mistletoe over he and Britt Baker, which is so funny. And Jamie Hayter is like, no. <laughs> Britt Baker cuts a fantastic promo. She's like, I'm bigger, faster, stronger than Riho. No Christmas miracle is going to happen. I know that you've got heart, but you're going to shoot an eye out, kid. Oh, Robert. Listen, if you're going to force this A Christmas Story horse shit on me, at least they did it as good as possible right here. And they got the best person in the company to do it. Britt Baker is a tremendous character. And I really want to give a shout out to Adam Cole, who's a great boyfriend. Just lets her do her thing. He's not worried about Tony Schiavone at all, who's clearly trying something. But thank God for Jamie Hayter. And this is a perfect... Britt Baker segment for the holidays, and these are becoming a tradition in AEW. Fire promo. Really loved it, Alex. Yeah, I love it too. And I, I know you're not a big fan of the movie, but at least you have to recognize that uh, Britt Baker knows where her bread is buttered because that the 24 hours of Christmas stories is on TBS. Like yeah. she's, she, she's, she's just shilling for the company. Got to make that bread. Like I, I thought, I thought this was the whole thing was really good. I love that, that line. Um, uh, it's, at this point, that's the only match announced for the one-hour Battle of the Belts, so it feels like it's kind of anchoring the show right now. Um, and really, like I think Britt Baker deserves to like anchor the first ever, um, like you know what, what they call it, quarterly special. Like she, yeah. she's 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 she deserves that spot if indeed that's where where she winds up by the time it actually airs because we're not really sure where it's going on with everybody else. But um, but I, I'm looking forward to the match, and I feel like that's a really great place to put it on the on the show. And listen, we already have an interpromotional war going on between Warner and WWE with this Aquaman Roman Reigns thing. Uh, <laughs> TNT has the rights to Aquaman right now, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. let's see. Like maybe maybe we can find some higher quality movies for Brit to reference, like Father Figures with Owen Wilson and Ed Helms, which I think probably got like a twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's better. That's better than a Christmas story. That works. Music and Moonsault says, Britt wearing the Hermes sweater got a massive pop out of me. Island of Misfit Toys for Life. That was fantastic. I really, really loved that. Ty Noel said, if AEW was on Fox, do you think they would be allowed to be TV 14? Nope. I think that uh, Fox probably, well, I mean, maybe, but it's a Friday night, prime time. Slots. I mean, I doubt it. I don't think Fox really cares that much, to be honest with you. But mm. uh, big shout out to Britt Baker. Uh, the, the reference was great, uh, but it was it was uh, her boyfriend Adam Cole that kind of made the most news of the night. 
This this was my Christmas gift, quite frankly. Oh boy. So last week, Adam Cole had told the Young Bucks he's got a great Christmas present for them. Well, first off, we had a really great match between Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy. And I love the story of this match. And anybody that says AEW matches don't have stories, just don't pay attention. Although I did love Alex Hammerstone's tweet today where he said, Stop telling me my matches don't have stories. The story is I powerbomb somebody 50 times and beat them. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but this was Orange Cassidy. Like, I feel like within the context of his matches, he buys into his own hype a little bit. Like, he stopped being lazy for quite a while, but now he's kind of back to it, and it's costing him spots in this match. It got him super kicked in the face. And then Adam Cole was all business until Orange Cassidy was doing that. Until Orange Cassidy cost himself the match a couple times, Adam Cole wasn't particularly cocky. Then he started to do the same thing, and his cockiness caused him to unravel a little bit. There were some really good false finishes. The Panama Sunrise was a good one. The Beach Break was a good one. I love this. Let's talk about the match itself. Uh, Alex, how'd you feel about it? Oh, I mean, I, I love the match uh, until the finish, right? Until the finish, obviously. Um, I, I, I really did um, to love the match. I mean, Cassidy, Cassidy and Cole work really well together because Cole is uh, one of those great guys who doesn't take himself too seriously, but he can switch, flip a switch, and wrestle as serious as you want. Like that's what's really cool about being able to work with Cassidy is you can do the stuff where like oh he's gonna put his hands in his pockets and you do all that stuff if you take yourself too seriously it won't work so you have to be able to play along with the comedy of it but him upping his game during the match forces Cassidy to do the same and like this is a perfect kind of like it's one of those things like when we were doing the um, the 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 uh, the Wednesday Night Wars podcast and people were like like would send in questions about who do you want to watch like from one to the other, if that were to ever happen and a guy from NXT and a guy from AEW, a lot of people I would see in the chat would say this match because it was yeah. just like, like what an, what an interesting clash of styles. And also Adam Cole would fit perfectly with orange Cassidy. And I think we got what we wanted out of this match. Robert, how'd you feel? Adam Cole is legitimately great. He exudes, a certain aura about him every with everything he does. Orange Cassidy likes to project that he does. And I think that they they're good opponents for that reason. I'm a little over Orange, you know, pretending to desperately strike somebody, you know, 20 minutes into a match. I think you can get that out of the way in the first five. You need to be a little more serious by the go home. But I think the match was good because they work together well and Orange can only get better from here. And I hope in 2022, he's wearing a belt. Well, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. My God. Yes. Bobby Fish comes down to the ring. And there's this tight shot on Orange Cassidy. And when you hear the crowd, you know what's up. Mm -hmm. You just know what's up. And there's Kyle O'Reilly behind him. The indisputed era is complete. We don't have any damn clue what they're going to be called. We don't have any idea. Uh, the undisputed elite would be kind of funny, uh, but I, I don't know what's going to happen there. Kyle O'Reilly is here. Adam Cole does not look thrilled about it at first. And traditionally, 
wrestling history is AEW history. But then when uh, Kyle helps them fight off best friends, then Adam Cole, you know, seems to embrace it, seems to accept it. It's hard for me to believe, Alex, that Cole and O'Reilly will completely ignore what right. we just saw. Any any explanation is good enough for me as long as it makes sense. Well, the thing that I that I liked that they played with tonight was you saw Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish embrace. Like th- like they they're they're together. Red Dragon is together. Yeah. But but Cole standing in the middle of them like he had that moment where he faced off with O'Reilly, which was really, really tense. And then, like, like I'm, it felt like almost like Kyle is here to help Bobby. Like Bobby asked Kyle to show up, and yeah. they're they're the best friends of several years together. They they're working together, and also Adam is here. And it may be an interesting thing to like see how long it takes for Kyle and Adam to fully bury the hatchet with Bobby playing peacemaker in the middle. Um, but a lot of this is was was interesting to me because then the young bucks come down and they don't seem too pleased about any of this. And Adam looks at them like, no, no, it's cool. We're we're totally cool. I'll hang out with them on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I'll hang out with you on Fridays and Wednesdays. It'll be totally fine, man. It'll just like a like a little uh like a you know split split uh, custody kind of a deal. Well, well, listen, if if indisputed era gets them Tuesdays and Thursdays, that's that's no good for our viewing habits. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Wait. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. There, there you, go. you go. At least one of those. And then he hangs out with Britt the other days. Yeah. Right. But um, Brent Lockman says, happy red dragon noises. Austin Pender says, undisputed era versus best friends will be an absolute blast. Can we call, or Glendy, or Glenny says, can we call Cole Fish and Kyle O'Reilly the undisputed aura? What, what's your pitch, Robert? What do you think they're going to end up calling them? I'm thinging they're gonna go undisputed elite. I'd be alright with them just trying to get away with undisputed as a group. Yeah, yeah, as a, as as a group for as long as the five of them can can work together. I think undisputed elite is a great one. Um, the the, the, the crowd the, the crowd, undisputed works really the, the, yeah yeah crowd crowd is crowd is already doing undisputed as a chant. So I they think have they're, to they're gonna try it. and figure out a way to get that in there somewhere. Um, but the one I kind of love is almost kind of a rib to to where they came from as well is. Just call him CFO. Like it's, you know, like it's a little bit of a thing. Like if you know, you know, but yes. that's, that, it rolls off the tongue. It's, it's the order in which they feel like they're, they're part of it. So it kind of works Just CFO. You know, ROH had a generation next. Can maybe something with next to try to get like the NXT in there? Do you think they can work that in there? They can be generation me. Could be. <laughs> I did love the the impact reference to that early earlier this year, but uh, Josh Tolman says undisputed era versus chaos next week. Yes, please. I mean, they're not waiting like wasting any time. Andy Slamberg says consensus epoch. <laughs> I, I I can't I can never pronounce that word. But uh, Jay Blood says the Cole reaction kind of struck me as not making sense, given that Kyle was the surprise gift, or maybe they pay off the gift as sneakers on BTE. Oh, I think maybe the gift was something completely different. <laughs> and Cole wasn't really necessarily expecting it. That yeah, but it did seem like once he was there, he waved them on and Kyle followed. So it seems like whatever issues they have, they've worked it out. But I'm sure they'll say something on TV. It's interesting that the that the young books already know, oh, this is a problem because we might be outnumbered because we don't have Kenny. Here's here's all you need to know. Next, the next episode of BTE is must watch. 
Yes. Because you know they're going to have perfect references to all the stuff we're talking about, and it'll be a lot of fun. Andrew says, I love Bobby Fish's kicks. Reminder, guys, get in your Super Chats and Humper Chats. I love me some Sobas if Trio's belts win. I think this forces it. You're you're gearing towards what John Vask says, Elite versus Undisputed Era. Cody is going to join, and he's going to pin the three of them sending the message, I won the Wednesday Night War. (laughs) Funny, as if. Uh, (laughs) I have people saying, yell at TK to make the belts. I've been yelling at him for, for months. I'm ready for them. When you got Rampage... Every week now, like you, you got to have something like I was told before this. Oh, well, maybe the FTW title will be featured more on that. It hasn't been. It hasn't been. It should be, but it hasn't been. Yeah. uh, um, uh, But yeah, you're right. The the, the trios that are are all there to do this. Like, I mean, uh, honestly, like uh, in Lucha Underground, they never had tag belts. They had trios championships and that was it. And there are so many factions in, in AEW. It's almost like you don't even need a tag type same championship you'd need a trios championship if you only need one that's the one considering it's so there have so many great factions and it would be so different than watching regular tag matches all the time and, and it has it, to be oh, go, go ahead, ahead. Oh, well it has to be said that i cannot believe the undisputed era is already on aew television i don't so know crazy. how they let these guys walk all three of them i don't get it 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 is one of the like they they were the anchor of the other show in the Wednesday Night Wars when it started and for, and for mo- most of the Wednesday Night Wars and they're already over here all of them like it was it just it just feels very surreal somebody posted the first time we saw all of them together in NXT when they attacked Drew McIntyre at, at that takeover and that really wasn't that long ago that they burned through all of that in NXT they never. Actually, none of them went up to the main roster, and they're now here on the other show that didn't exist at all at the time they were forming NXT. I think there's a way to make this monster, and it and it builds to the elite and undisputed era as the two trios. And to me, every time when you establish a title belt, you have to have somebody perceived as world title level win that belt. Otherwise, it will always be seen as lesser than. Like, go full king of trios with this. Mm. Like, bring in special teams. The Wyatt family are all free agents. Like, you've <laughs> even got, you've got, like, Braun Strowman, Adam Scher, uh, EC3, and Karrion Cross that are, like, teasing, yeah, doing a thing. You've got Primo, Epico, and Carlito even, like, to throw in there. <laughs> BWO still make dates, for the love of God. Yeah. Like, do something fun. Like, have this stuff do like a ton of teams, do like 32 freaking teams for the love of God, stretch it out over a few months. I love how they've handled the TBS title tournament where they, every show you've got something that matters because this tournament is going on. Zach Schimmel says undisputed era is why I support and supported NXT over AEW. Then WWE killed my trust. I screamed so loud seeing O'Reilly come out the top NXT faction and AEW should say something about AEW. It made me love this business. Well, I mean, I'll just say this. We don't get uh, Super Chats that passionate during Raw. That's that's just the reality of the situation. Nerd Guru says, hear me out. War Games was a UE staple. If they somehow get uh, Roddy and the Elite get Hangman uh, to help, UE versus Elite, blood and guts. Uh, yes. Yeah, but uh, I hate to tell you, Roderick Strong resigned this year. Oh. Uh, yeah. We Sean, reported, you're supposed to bring good news, Sean. It's we reported I mean, that 
on FightfulSelect.com this year. I mean, anything is possible. Yeah. <laughs> they, they release people out of the blue for no okay. reason. Not that I want them to be released at all, but I mean, I just, anything is possible. Roderick Strong re-signed when he was under the impression that his wife was going to be working with him as a member of Diamond Mine before she got released. There you go. And it is worth noting that Roddy is in a title unification match in two weeks. So let's see what Roddy's doing in three weeks. Chris Reigns says, I really loved how they brought in Kyle and that Adam left with them. Yes, the Young Bucks were just there. Like, what's going on here, pal? Perseus M says, are we finally getting Young Bucks versus Red Dragon? Adam Cole, he meant to say on a pole, but he says on a pile. Well, <laughs> buddy, buddy, we don't do fanfic here. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Drew Lytle says, with Red Dragon reunited in AEW, what's your dream match for them besides the Bucks? FTR, Lucha Brothers, Proud and Powerful, Mox and Eddie, so many matches. Um, I, my dream match is hearing Max Caster cut a promo on them uh, and then watching Anthony Bowens work with them. I want to see that, uh, but I, I would really like those. Anybody specifically that you're looking forward to them working? Oh. Look, Lucha Brothers can work with anybody, yeah. and they had a great match with FTR. I think it was on the road to Survivor Series in 2019. I'd like to see them run it back with more time on TBS. Yeah, there's the FTR would be great because you know that they would they would make magic together. But um, but the one that it when whenever it's possible, I want to see Mox and Eddie Kingston versus Red Dragon would be a lot of fun to watch those two different kinds of styles. We've we've still got super chats rolling in about this, and I love it, guys. Send them in, uh, YouTube or Humper Chats at humperchat.com. Shotkid29 says, love seeing UE and AEW, but won't feel whole to me until Roddy shows up and back breaks any, everyone uh, with the two Ks. Yes, that was intentional. To me, I'm okay with it because this was the original group. This was yeah, the OG3. This, this, this existed for almost like uh, over a full year as this before yeah. Roddy even, even sniffed the, the group. Yeah, so I'm okay with that. Uh, Tyler says, Cole, O'Reilly, and Fish in AEW. Their name could be family, comma, undisputed, F-U. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. White Trash Tyler says, if they go trios titles, we would need to see Shane Taylor and his group show up. We've already seen one. Yes, we have seen one of the members of Shane Taylor Promotions. Uh, I would like to see Shane Taylor Promotions show up with Keith Lee is what I would like to see. Mm. Um Dan Janoff says, Dynamite was fantastic, top to bottom. All the matches and segments were great. But most importantly, AEW is officially undisputed. And Music and Moonsault says Undisputed Era was his favorite thing in wrestling over the last four years. To have them in AEW now is just wild. I love how much love they're getting, too, because this, this is one. And by the way, guys, Marina Shafir worked AEW recently as well. Like, that could be an interesting little nod to, well, they don't need that. They have Take Conti. That's they do. They do have that as well. Uh, Jennifer says, with Khan having been on elevation, so potential for STP, the undisputed coming in, Death Triangle, Chaotic Friends, and Alex mentioned this is the perfect time for trios. I'm with you, Jennifer. I think they should do it. I think they'll they'll have to do it after the TBS title, though. So in just just a few weeks, uh, we'll be good to go. Brent Lockman says this dream AEW tag tourney uh, could hold an AEW continues to grow and is the best thing ever. And as long as they treat these tournaments like they mean something, we will be conditioned to believe that they mean something. And that's what I like. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Ooh, Andy Slamberg says Forever Undisputed could work as F-U-2. There you go. <laughs> Well, we have uh, some more super chats, but not related to this show. Jay Blood says he's pumped for Cody healing on Jesus and winning the TNT strap. It will heat Sammy up if time and gets us to where this has been heading. I think Cody's winning this title. I think he's winning this title dressed as the Grinch. Oh, I I, I love I love the idea of him doing it as part of this. Am I or am I not a heel? Also, am I or not? Am I or not? Am I or am I not the good, uh, you know, uh, EVP? Because, yes. oh, now, did I do this for myself to take the title off of, of Sammy? But if in his first defense, he loses it to Scorpio Sky, who we all want to see become a single champion, I did it for Scorpio. You all, lo- you hated me two days ago. Now you love me. Like, it would, it would be very interesting to see how Cody plays all of this stuff. I would love, if he came out as the Grinch, I would love him to play it off in the media as, well, the Grinch was babyface at the end of that. His heart grew three <laughs> sizes. Oh, my God. So, and, and his dog's got the antlers and stuff on. That would be, that would be great. <sighs> Isaiah Barry says, wishing you guys at Fightful the fattest of holiday bonuses. Hope you guys have the most successful year in 2022. The bonuses were very nice for our staff. I'll say that much. And, um... That's good because a lot of these people do a lot of extra work and they don't invoice it or anything like that. There are a lot of extra hours that are put into this. So thank you guys. We are very much a publicly funded wrestling website. So your support is very important to us. R26 says, here's to another year for the family. Hope everyone has a great holiday. As someone who lost two people close to me over the holiday season a few years back, I find very little happy about this time, but wrestling is here to make it a little bit easier. Well, hopefully we can change that. Hopefully some good wrestling can help change that and give you some fond memories as well. Robert Anderson, I see that you sent a super chat. You don't have anything attached to it. Uh, our moderator, Luis, will will be uh, on the lookout for that. Nerd Guru says, I can't be arsed to care about Cody, letting, let alone him winning the title. I prefer Adam beat Sammy down the road and then have a feud with Gargano over it. I'm fascinated by Cody Rhodes like I I can't fathom not being interested in what Cody's doing but there are those people there certainly are 
oh, let's talk about this Owen Hart video package. So we like haven't seen one of these in a long time. And it's footage, it's home footage, it's New Japan footage. It's the likes of Dustin Rhodes and Adam Cole and Matt Hardy talking about how important Owen Hart is. And uh, it's a teaser for the Owen Hart tournament, Robert. This is cool to see. Um, Cameron says, I know the Owen Hart tournaments are very important because of his image, but what do you guys think the winners should get? Maybe title shots. I'm sure they'll work that in as we get closer to May. This is cool to see because when's the last time you were able to see footage of Owen Hart on a television show that wasn't yeah. just here's a match he had with Brett. Okay, there's that moving forward. It's great that he's able to be honored and that his legacy will mean something going forward. He'll be an action figure, he'll be in a game. You know, it, it's going to mean something now moving forward. I hope that somehow this bridges whatever gap there may be between Martha and Brett, Alex, because yeah. I think seeing this and seeing Dark Side of the Ring, we realize that maybe. It seems like the, the intentions were good, not just, I hate wrestling. It was, well, I don't particularly like this one company. And given the situation, certainly understandable. Can't really blame her. Um, yeah, I, I, I do. I, it would be nice to see that that um, relationship mended between, you know, the brother and the, and, so. and the sister-in-law kind of a thing. Um, but I... I, uh, I I thought that this this video package was was impeccably well done. It had a, it had a mixture of guys who knew him, who teamed with him, in Mark Henry, uh, and guys who grew up watching him. Like wh- like people who say like one of the reasons I I wanted to get into wrestling was because I grew up watching him. Um, it had that perfect mixture of 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 what Owen wa- Owen Hart was to completely different generations of people. People who never met him but felt like they knew him. Like and 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 those of the, and those who called him a friend. Um, and I, I thought that was, it was really well done. All the footage of him with his little kids, like it really, it, it really hits home. Do you realize how old that footage looks? Yeah. Like, like he's been gone a long time and, and he's still very, very fresh in the memories of a lot of, uh, of wrestling fans. And there are a lot of people who are big time wrestling fans who weren't even born when he tragically died. I know. You know, who don't know his legacy. And maybe this tournament will be their first exposure to that. Maybe they'll be able to like, you know, get, get a chance to watch some of his stuff if they get interested in, in, and see what a, what a consummate professional he was. There, I mean, there's a ton of the roster that is like two or three years old when he passed. So, yeah. oh man, uh, Andrew says, will the Grinch have a Southern accent? Oh, God, that was a highlight of the Fightful Holiday stream. Uh, check it out. Apparently, the Grinch loves titties, according to Denise Salcedo. Yep, um, yep, yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. Zach Schimmel says, I was busy streaming, so I might, uh, so I missed the holiday stream. Here's my late contribution to that. You all deserve this for being the best. I love you all and look forward to seeing the growth of Fightful for years to come. Well, this was our biggest year yet. Thank you all so much for making that yeah. possible. Daniel says, Sean, do you have an update on Moxley, not just wrestling-wise, how he's doing? Hope he's doing okay, and I wish him the best. Uh, no, I have not been asking. I'm going to kind of respect his privacy during this this period, but I, I do appreciate that if I get any information on on like what might happen with him and when he might come back, I'll, I'll do that, but I'm going to kind of respect his privacy for this. Uh, we've got a couple of, of chats. We've got Robert saying... Any news on the Briscoes? I like the possibility uh, of not a tag in trios division in AEW. And White Trash Tyler says, I was 99.9% sure the Briscoes would be in 
in the ring tonight. Do you think we'll ever see Wyndham Rotunda? There's a lot of talent with no con- non-competes up. Any more debuts in the future? Well, guys, so Alex, I like that they didn't do the Briscoes tonight because they mm-hmm. did Kyle O'Reilly. Spread it out. Yep. Make sure each week appears must watch. Yeah. Wyndham Rotunda, I just don't think that's happening anytime soon. I, I don't know where necessarily where he fits based on the last few years of what we saw of him. I think 2013, 2014 Bray Wyatt would fit in anywhere. Right. I don't know where this most recent one fits, but um, I like that they're not loading it up with debuts, returns, debuts, returns on the same night. Yeah, it's not it's not the it's not the raw after mania. You don't have to do this giant thing where everybody shows up, everybody returns. Um, I think that that there are a lot of people who who either you wanted the Briscoes tonight or you wanted Brody King tonight or like I mean we got Kyle O'Reilly that was the first thing we got right right off the bat which is great next week maybe we'll get somebody else and then the week after that we can get somebody else like just 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 spread this thing out and before you know it we're gonna hit February which is when a lot of the primo non competes are up and then like all bets are off like th- there's there's gonna be some really really interesting things coming down the pipe I think but but. Yeah, I think that you can do the, the this felt like a like like a bottle match. This whole yeah. FTR involved with Sting and Darby, like that was all done. FTR needs something else to do, so they're not around to watch MJF's back when 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 he has the match with Punk eventually. I think that's when you bring in the Briscoes to to give FTR so, like a quote unquote a distraction, so that they have to be dealing with that while MJF uh, needs some help. And if Wardlow's not there to back him up either, because of that. That's what we can have the, the Wardlow and, and MJF split because of that. Yeah, I don't think we see Bray Wyatt anywhere anytime soon. But if we do, I don't think it'll be AEW. That's just my thought. And Briscoe's, I think, will be there by January, if not February. Mike Gallego says, how about a trio's tourney that has Bucks and Cole on one side and Red Dragon Cole on the other side and both teams make it to the final? Uh, I think it's... Well, one, I don't think you could do that. I don't think that would make sense, but um, I, it's Kenny and Kenny in the box yeah. is the way to go. There. What you have to do is you have to put Adam Cole in the tournament with question marks, and then he has to choose yeah, which he's, team he's going to go. With. That would be, I would love that. I would yeah. love that. Yeah, that would be cool. And then, like, that's half of the bracket, and then eventually it's filled out with the other team. Uh, Mike Lima says AEW is now working with Martha Hart, Amanda Huber, Vicky Guerrero, three men whose husbands were loved by so many and tragically passed away in their prime. WWE may be bigger, but AEW holds the heart of wrestling and cherishes it. That's a very good point. Shot Kid says he thinks the Owen will be a G1 style tourney. I don't know. Um, I th- If it's brackets, maybe not. Because I think they've said brackets and I think it'll be elimination, but I could be wrong. Brent Lockman says the Owen is such a labor of love. So cool to see. Hope this video is the first of many as well. And Cameron Christie says, I know they're very important. Uh, well, we already read that one. Uh, so we'll, we'll bypass that. But we had a pinnacle segment backstage and MJF was not happy with Wardlow. He was saying, I pay you an awful lot to take care of me. You didn't take care of me. And then we see a follow-up. I'll skip ahead to the match, and we'll we'll work in the MJF and FTR stuff in the main event. Wardlow came out there, and uh, as Thomas Lavalley says, Hammerstone says, the story of my match is I do power bombs. Wardlow says, hold my beer. <laughs> he power bombs this, uh, this uh, fellow, Sean Dean, the captain, an awful lot. Sh- and Sean Spears out there like, no, stop it, stop it. And then tries to steal the glory. 
This is just it's slow burn that I'm really liking, Robert. Yeah. I still want more of the pinnacle. So I'm not ready to see the split, even though they're ramping oh, it up. I still yeah. want more of those five guys. I do love Sean Spears getting this like orgasmic pleasure out of using a chair all of a sudden. That's just his thing. That's all he's there for. That's all he really wants to do. But I don't want to see MJF and Wardlow split yet. The promo backstage was great. MJF is flawless on the mic, but Wardlow's not ready. Wardlow, man, I, I really love this guy. Like, I just love just his whole aura of just being done with your shit. Like, just at all times. And I, I just, I, no matter who he's talking to, like, I'm just so done with you. I'd snap you like a twig, but I don't want to go back to jail. Like, it's that kind of a thing. Like, that's the kind of guy that he presents. Um, and uh, I, 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 I really enjoy the whole, like, you know, hey, you were supposed to be there. If, if you had gotten champagne before I told you to get champagne, then you would have been there. Like I went and got champagne because you told me to go get champagne, but he doesn't, he doesn't refute it. He just sits there and won't look at MJF until MJF makes him look at him. Like, yeah, yeah, sure. That's what I was doing. Like I just, it's so cool. And I, the thing of the, one of the biggest things that, 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 that the biggest missteps I think that AEW did was that night when the pinnacle formed, people were going crazy. We were going crazy on the show. We were like, this is their four horsemen. This is this thing that they, they they were so cool. You got this amazing tag team in FTR. You got the crazy guy who you don't know if he's going to kill somebody in Sean Spears. You got the muscle in Wardlow. You got the mouth in MJF. It's perfect. And they didn't do nearly enough with the pinnacle based on the reaction people were giving to the pinnacle being formed. They should have done way more stuff as a group. And they didn't. So, uh... <laughs> We got a couple super chats. Isaiah Barry says, give it a few years. Wardlow will be huge. Tampa Bong says, Wardlow was blocked in the shot by MJF. That is that is a nice touch as well. Rerun says, Wardlow beating MJF's ass is the thing I'm looking forward to the most in 2022. And Pablo says, Shivani mentioning Wardlow in the top five. Eventually, he'll become number one and get a title shot is his take. And he thinks that MJF will try to not allow him and Wardlow will oblige, and it'll be beautifully hard to watch. I don't, I mean, to me, like, who beats Wardlow? Well, MJF might end up costing Wardlow Mm -hmm. that match. There's a lot of different ways you can go, and that's what I like. It's not transparent. Andrew says two people get squashes on TV. Jaden Wardlow shows how much they think of them both. It definitely does. And Nerd Guru says, remind me again why Pinnacle lost the stampede. Nobody can remind you. It's... Well, it's because they had to have a baby face win the match, but there was no reason for it, especially with the stipulation that the inner circle would have split, which at this point we would all like to see anyway because they're all basically split anyway. If 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 they if the pinnacle cheated to cost Jericho his stable, it would have given Jericho the reason to keep coming after MJF over and over and over again to get revenge. Meanwhile, while that's happening, Sammy can go off and be a single star. Proud and powerful could have been the champs by now if they weren't being weighed down by the whole inner circle thing. And the pinnacle would have been built up as this super heel group. But they did something different. Oh, man. I I love the interest for this. This is another one of those stories. This has been a story that has 
already went on years yeah. and it doesn't have to be direct every single week. David says getting some low key Brock Lesnar build up vibes with Wardlow. Lesnar has German suplexes and Wardlow has power bombs. Pretty interesting to me. Uh, I appreciate the super chat. It reminds me a lot more of Batista than than Brock Lesnar. Um, yeah, I I think that a Braun Breaker is a little more compared comparable to Brock Lesnar from the, the the quick ascent. But this is but this has Batista written all over it to me. We had a Serena actually, yeah, yeah. We had a Serena Deeb promo. She is yoked. My God, is this woman jacked? Man. She says she's not done with Deeb. Nerd Guru says, really great show tonight. Loved everything about it. Only thing I don't like is I'm good with Sheeta Deeb now. Move on. Great show. That's undisputed. I agree. I hope this is more of a of a way for Deeb to get her heat back without the traditional get your heat back. Right. It's her saying, I'll never be done with yeah. you, even mm-hmm. though they're not going to give me this match again, yeah. Alex. What, like, here, here's what you do with it. In the semifinals of of the Owen, they meet again, and that's the first match they have against each other since the last since the last one. And but you, you force it, you force it to you happen, not it to arbitrarily. Happen. Yeah, you yes. force it to happen. And the whole thing about about Deeb, this was like, whatever you think, this isn't over. Like, not this isn't over. We're gonna have a rematch next week, but somewhere down the line, I am going to end you. Like yes. that's that's what this promo felt like to me. That, if Deeb isn't challenging for the TBS title at Double or Nothing, she needs to be in the finals of the Owen. And I think she should be facing Layla Hirsch, but we'll get there when we get there. I think the Owen is built for Deeb yeah. to showcase how good she is in the ring. So uh, we have Shot Kid 29 saying, based on those promos, Isaiah and Jungle Boy clearly use humper chats. <laughs> They're facing off this Friday, as is Hook and Bear Bronson. And I've heard it is a good one uh, based on what I'm getting out of this. Uh, also, Cadillac Carson says, love the feud between Tony and Adam Cole, uh, saying how Cole's hair is greasy and trying to use a mistletoe on Britt Baker. I do love it where Tony Schiavone is trying to convince us how much of a piece of shit Adam Cole is without saying he's a piece of shit. He's like, look at him. His hair is gross. Like, I love it. He's so jealous. And Adam Cole is just like, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Glennie says, already saying pound that ass. It's the best HFO moment. There's not Probably, a lot of great yeah. ones. There's not a lot of great moments. So, yeah, I would say so. Oh, man. Uh, I will have to say, though, I thought tonight might have been Dan Lambert's best promo because he says, <laughs> he was like, I'm out here talking about Cody Rhodes just because Tony Khan wants somebody to cheer for the guy. How's that going to work? He's a bigger dick than I am. Yeah. I thought that was great. That was a very self-aware thing. It's him saying, Ethan Page wins every week. He w- And the thing is, Ethan Page got his title shot fairly yeah. recently. Yeah. He had it. But Dan Lambert's doing the bitching for him. Uh, check out Ethan Page, Page's vlog soon. I'm going to be on it. We did a toy hunt at Toy HQ this weekend. But um, of the Dan Lambert promos, Robert, I thought this was one of the better ones. But is he doing anything for you? I think this was better because he wasn't, it wasn't low hanging fruit against the audience. It was, hey, Cody Rhodes is a dick and we all know he's a dick. So I'm going to just reinforce that point while also saying, look, that you can have me talking about him because somebody has to get him to be cheered. It's fine. It works. I think Scorpio Sky doesn't need a manager. Ethan Page needs one even less. 
So they need to put him with somebody that actually needs the mouthpiece. Yeah, Alex, um, how'd you feel? There, yeah, I I agree. I, I they've proven both Sky and especially Ethan Page. They don't need anybody to talk for him. Like it's it's like I think I think Lambert could probably help a lot of heels in this business by talking for them and getting the, getting the heat for them. But you don't need it. Like they're they're both both those guys are are, are perfect uh, perfectly fine on the mic. Uh, what I did love was the whole, like, you know, Tony Khan sent me out here because he knows there's only one person who can get you people to cheer Cody Rhodes. Maybe it's me, but I don't even think I can do it. I thought that was good. Um, I, uh, this is this, them calling out Cody Rhodes, continuing to do this. They, we saw that, that segment on, on rampage is what makes me feel like Cody taking it from, from Sammy Guevara. And then, and then he has a match with Scorpio Sky, and that's where Scorpio. Sky, I feel like that's the, the the obvious setup that they're that they're running here. Now they may swerve away from that, but it feels like that's where they're trying trying to lead us down that path. I know for I'm sure with Agogo and Camarado there. I think Lambert is a better mouthpiece for them than QT Marshall because these are guys that look like the guys that Lambert's always talking about. You know, Camarado is a meathead. And a go-go is just a biter. Perfect for Dan Lambert. So maybe they should try Brian to work Cage. In there. For the love of God, Brian Cage. Oh if you God, yeah. Do, he needs it. He needs it so bad. Yeah. Um, Jennifer says, Deeb needs to take the Owen. Layla should be up there as well. And Trisha Dora needs to be brought in for it because the whole thing is built up for it. it tr- Layla needs to be just on the damn show. I just want to see Layla Hirsch wrestling. Layla versus Statlander should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, um, Daniel says, would love for ROH to just hand over the reins to Bray Wyatt. Be creative, do what you want. We've never seen Bray book wrestling. Like We've seen him do some stuff like that, but not book wrestling. And I don't think they're coming back in that in that specific way. Oh, we had a hangman promo and Brian Danielson. So, well, my cat's just fought outside my door. Don't know if you guys heard that one. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh hangman is saying he's not satisfied with not being able to put brian danielson away and brian danielson comes out and this promo of brian danielson this heel promo the dialogue reminded me an awful lot of babyface promo dialogue in wwe oh you're crying you're not happy boo-hoo and I'm like, my God, that is so utterly unlikable. Like, he's not satisfied with not finishing the person. This is the type of stuff that WWE feeds a Drew McIntyre or a Liv Morgan or anybody like that to say. And it comes off so condescending and terrible. And Oh, man. Tyler says, uh, or actually, uh, this is a, a different... Um, Different super chat. It's Alicia Ellis says, who would you want as the judges for Hangman and Danielson too? This is because Danielson pitches judges, Robert, which I hope doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't um, pitch it to not have it not happen. It's happening. Yes. It's, I'd rather a no time limit match than a judges situation because if, especially if you do three, you can always, you know, somehow get something weird in there. I think... Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat come to mind immediately because their legendary matches are the kind of thing Tony's going for here. I don't know who I'd have be the third. Maybe Brett. You know, if they they've had Brett in the past, if they can get Brett, I wouldn't mind that. 
but I didn't like Hangman saying, I don't need some old man. I'm not giving some old timer a payday just so he can tell me I'm not good enough. That felt odd coming from a guy who's supposed to be a baby face. You should be confident enough that one, you can beat him. And two, even if it goes to the judges, they're going to know that you beat his ass. So that was just weird for me. Isaiah Barry says, getting real dusty vibes from Hangman. That's that's a good good person to have mm-hmm. vibes vibes yeah. for, for sure. Rangers Mayhem says, could you see Foundation with Brian in the mix for the trio's title? If he doesn't become world champion, then yes. I think he and Gresham, I don't know about the rest of the Foundation, but Gresham, Moriarty. Get Garcia um, in there. Garcia eventually, and even 2.0. I, I said earlier today, I think Brian and Brian Danielson and 2.0 could be like Kurt Angle, Edge, and Christian of this generation, yeah. like that type of stuff. Uh, but Brent Lotwin says, what are the odds Omega ends up as one of the judges in a couple of weeks? Would be a hell of a wrinkle. Alex, I love that idea. Yeah, I, I do too. But I also hope that we don't have to use them. Because mm-hmm. like, I feel like like you, it was an amazing thing. That, that hour-long match was an amazing thing. I, I kind of feel like I don't want to see it go another hour. Like I, I just, exactly I, you same. know, so because I don't, I don't know what you do other than what you did. Like it was, it was almost perfect. If you're going to yeah. set it up the way you did, I don't want them to try and replicate that magic again in a different way just to get to the time limit. Like if it was a different time limit, if it would, maybe it was a half hour time limit with the judges, maybe, but a full hour, I really hope we never have the judges get involved at all. Yes, I agree. I, I don't, I don't like judges. I don't, I mean, maybe there's going to be some wrinkle that that is good on there, but I don't know. Ken Shearer says, last time they had judges, the match had an actual finish, so I don't think it'll go to the judges. Well, if it does, Terry Funk's going to pile drive somebody through a table at ringside. Would be rad. So that's okay. Football Talk says, I love JR, but this commentary team fits perfect. Uh, I, I prefer this as well. I, I really do. But uh, it was nice to hear JR get an incredible pop, and it means he's healing up. He's back next week, so... Glad to see that he's back. Uh, Brian Danielson, Hangman Page rematch, set up for the TBS debut. It was yeah. so funny. We're like, oh, what about Battle of the Belts? Well, it's a one-hour show. What about the TBS debut? Well, they're getting it. Because yep. <laughs> when, when it got announced for Winter is Coming, we're like, well, what about all this other stuff? Man. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Vigno says, just thought about Mikey Ruckus doing uh, the – Undisputed Era's theme music. No blue chew needed. Oh, my God. That guy is killing it. Mm-hmm. Mikey yeah. Ruckus is killing it. Uh, I know he did a, a sit-down with John Alba recently, which is something that I look forward to checking out. But, man, uh, Mikey Ruckus is doing it. For for all those people that said, oh, go get Jim Johnston. Go, go get CFOs, even though they broke up. Nope. Nope. This guy, Mikey Ruckus, is that guy. He is killing it. Miguel says, a bit out of topic, but what is a better debut situation for Ember Moon and Athena? Maybe uh, a mystery challenger if Jade wins a TBS title or have her be a surprise entry in the Owen tournament. Well, the Owen tournament's not happening until, like, May, I think. Uh, she can't debut until February. Right. So she's got a good ways away. Um, as a potential challenger, I think is a good idea. Did they do a, a women's Joker at Revolution? Is uh, that? I don't know. I don't think because if so. they did, I think that'd be a fantastic spot for her to, to come yeah. out. Is like is is that? But but I think that that yeah. I mean, I I certainly don't want to have to wait 
to watch to watch Athena at slash Ember of Moon course. until May. But uh, I think yeah. last year they designated Revolution for the tag team casino situation. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of places to introduce Ember Moon, though. Alicia Ellis says, I hope the crowds take to he is hook introduction like they took to Mark Henry's line announcing the main event. That makes me so happy for Mark Henry yeah. that that is so freaking over. Yeah. I love it, man. It is, it is such a fun time for the main event. Mm, love so it. good. We had Ruby and Nyla next. And I mean, uh, unfortunately, the the humper chats and super chats about this are about the guy with the sign in the crowd. Fortunately, they are all condemning that piece of shit. There was a transphobic yeah. guy in the crowd. He uh, tried to take his hoodie off to to blend in and all that stuff afterwards. But he had a really insensitive sign about Nyla Rose, and um, fortunately, he was ejected. Uh, Rainsy says, "Awesome dynamite." Shame about the transphobe in the crowd. Some people just suck. Eloquence says whoever brought that Nyla sign can go play in traffic. Otherwise, super fun show, uh, top to bottom. Sophia says, as a trans woman, it really sucked seeing that sign in the Nyla match. I love AEW and think it's a really inclusive company. They got to do better about handling stuff like that in the crowds, though. I wouldn't want to be there. Thank you for being chill here. Uh, Yeah, that place has no place here. Um, And if you've ever sat through the AEW Code of Conduct, it does not have a place there either. It is a very clear, very long code of conduct that gets read. I do think it took them too long to find and eject him. Uh, That shouldn't happen. Uh, Who knows? I don't know if he physically brought that sign in or if he drew it up as he got there. I've heard of both happening. I don't know which happened there. But if he got that sign in, then you got to have new people that are checking signs. Yeah. Like you got to have, you got to have different people that are doing that. Tyler Vigno says transphobia, homophobia, racism do not belong in our community. An awful distraction to a really good match. Jonathan McPherson says, don't want to give sign guy attention, but shout out to Nyla for her response and everyone in the community who called it out as a queer wrestling fan representation and support matters. Uh, It does. And again, AEW has to do better about finding these signs, whether, whether they happen before they they come in the arena or once they're on TV, he should have been out of there immediately. Like, yeah. should have been out of there. And um, let me tell you, if you get ejected, you're dealing with Sam, the security guard, and that's not good. I've watched... I watched a man sober up when Sam looked him <laughs> in the eyes <laughs> in Minnesota. This guy was very loud, and then all of a sudden, Sam looks him in the eyes, and he's like, hey, you're going to stop. And that guy looked within his soul, and he said, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. My blood alcohol level just decreased. Um, So hopefully hopefully they got him the fuck out of there. Um, But uh, the match, Ruby, Nyla, J-Blood says, I felt that new Ruby and Nyla had a hard time clicking at times. Their credit, the crowd got hot towards the end, and the finish looked great. Ruby wins this. I think we knew Ruby was going to win this, Robert. Mm-hmm. Some nice offense with the, the the slingshot DDT. I loved the finish. I loved the beast bomb not being a sit down because like a good old fashioned power bomb. And I loved the finish yanking Nyla off the second rope and doing the I don't know what it's called now the riot kick, but um, really does it. No future or something like that. Yeah, but right. finish was great. 
I could have done without Nyla doing the standard powerbomb on a show where Wardlow had just done like five to a guy, but that's a small nitpick. I'm good on Vicky Guerrero. Like it's it. She played her part. She got her comeuppance. She's added nothing to the package. So at this point, it just seems weird that she's there. They got to find something else for her to do. But other than that, great match, despite the piece of shit fan. And the one issue was we all knew Ruby was winning. So there wasn't really any doubt in my mind. Alex, your thoughts? Yeah, I I feel like uh, Ruby is perfect for this role as as the fiery baby face who fights from underneath. Um, I thought she sold the hell out of that shoulder injury. Like that's a that's a, a legit thing. She's had soldier sh- shoulder surgeries in the past, but like just the way that she sold that, like it was she was it was perfect. All the vocalizations, all of that was was all great. Um, I thought the one thing that was that was unfortunate is that they the, the match got off to a to a weird start with for some reason Ruby not being able to get the jacket off of one of her hands, and I when it was like stuck in there like that, and then. Nyla started yanking on it. I was like, don't dislocate your wrist over this thing. Figure out a way to get the damn yeah. jacket off and start the match. Um, but but I thought, yeah, I loved the finish. I thought it looked great. It was a perfect one of those things of like, it had to happen that way. Otherwise, I don't feel like Ruby would, able to, would have been able to hit it. So I thought it was all really, really well done. Um, and yeah, Ruby was always like, as soon as the the brackets came out, I was like, I know who I know who's gonna be in the finals. Sure. But like, but I still loved watching Ruby get there yeah. as being the only one who's had to go through now three women to get to the end. As everyone else, everyone else who's in the who's, who's get, made this far is in the, is at a bye. I think it actually helps her to get to get over as that baby face. Uh circling back to the sign guy, we saw AEW ejecting one dirty ugly loose pube from their arena, and we're encouraging you guys to do the same to your pubes. With manscaped.com and the code Fightful. That's right. New Year's is coming. And if you want to clean things up around your lower bowl, if you know what I'm talking about, check out Manscaped. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming are leaving 2021 in the dust with a new product. Clean yourself into the new year with the ultra-premium body wash. Use the code Fightful. For 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Over 4 million men already trust Manscaped. Hey, you know what? If you if somebody gets you a gift this year and you forgot to get them something, manscaped.com is just perfect for that. There's something that they'll like. They've got that fourth generation trimmer that has a ceramic edge cutting blade. Sorry, cutting edge ceramic blade. Man, I almost went full Yogi Berra there. <laughs> but it reduces accidents. Uh, thanks to that advanced skin safe technology. They got all kinds of great manscaped formulas too. Ball toner, crop mops, all that good stuff. Use the code FIGHTFUL for 20% off plus free shipping at Manscaped. Uh, this stuff is so fantastic. The, the trimmers are waterproof. Uh, they even got like foot deodorant for you, for the love of God. Foot duster, like maybe you're coming home and you're stanky as hell. There you go. Uh, this stuff helps reduce the risk of un- ingrown hairs and grooming accidents. Get those dirty pubes the hell out of here with manscaped.com and the code Fightful. Got to work on my transition game. Oh, man. Manscaped.com. 
code Fightful. Where are we now? Nerguru says, Ruby versus Rosa is my finals. I don't want to see Jade and Ruby. Um, I still think we're leaning towards Jade yeah. right now. Yeah. I hope they swear Rosa. I really just want a good match at this point, and Rosa deserves it. Yeah. Miguel Ortiz says, what do you guys think of this? Danielson loses to Hangman Clean. Miro returns and beats up Hangman after the match. Next one in line for a title shot. Brian moves on to a feud with Darby. Um, That's not how you get title shots in AEW. You win yeah. matches. And Miro yeah. has not been winning any matches. So I just don't think that's going to happen. I would love for him to win some matches. I'll maybe have some news on on why his 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 in-ring has slowed down a bit of late. But I just don't think that's going to happen. You got to win to have that, that go yeah. on. Volob says, <laughs> foot deodorant saves lives. People speaking from personal experience. I didn't realize how popular it was until people like legit were tagging me and mentioning it. And I was like, well, I'll be damned. Brent Lockman says, love the match uh, with Ruby and Nyla. I guess they're going with the story that Ruby being the only one that didn't get a buy is getting beaten up more and more each match. The final should be fun. That is a good story to tell. Yeah. But they're more weathered. Well, uh, Griff Garrison's weathered. <laughs> he got his ass whipped here. Uh, not even a little bit of hope. Just like charged at the man and got his head kicked right off. That's what happens. That's what happens in these streets. Uh, Jarlos says Griff versus Malachi fell a little flat for you. How did it have time to? Like I don't know what I don't know what else. No, Griff we, 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 like, fell what flat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, but uh, he says Sean and Alex can chime in too if they have any worldly. Cl- Oh, never mind. Wrong, wrong one. Uh, he says, I think it's because I was expecting Julia or another member of House of Black to be introduced tonight. Mm-hmm. Good things come to those who wait. They, you spread it out. Something yeah. unforgettable each show to me. Yeah, I think I feel like we're probably going to get. Um, well, well, the match, the match, uh, the match I thought was was really well done because of um, Malachi deciding to do something different. Like he was like, I'm going to I'm going to try and, and just pull all the ligaments out of your knee. Yeah. And, and like that was a different thing we haven't seen before with him. Usually it's all strikes, and it was a strike that started it, like kicking the inside of, of Griff's knee, and then just keeping to go after it. And then was like, you know what? I could kick your head off, but instead I'm going to pull your leg out of your socket. That that single leg crab looked really, really, really deep, and I, I liked that that they ended it with with a with submission then rather than something else. Brent Lockman says Excalibur calling Malachi. And Eldritch Horror was a chef's kiss. He's he's really good at that. Yeah. They they scored really well with him as a play-by-play guy. Yeah. Connor says, I'm curious to see when the House of Black gets its big reveal. No Brody King tonight. Pac's been gone a few weeks. Still no Julia Hart either. I would, I mean, I'd be surprised if we saw Pac back before the, the end of the year. Probably just, you know, let him sit yeah. at home. Yeah. But Robert, I think that's that's a part of the appeal is that we know it's coming. We just yeah. don't know what exactly it'll be. I think we get Brody the first week of January. I don't know if that's on Rampage or if it's on Dynamite. But I think part of the issue now is people are hyping themselves up and maybe getting a little disappointed when they don't deliver everything in one show. And it's all coming. Yeah. I love I love Pillman getting in to save his boy and getting his block knocked off but, but in, in return. Um, but I feel like this is what you're probably going to have, is you're going to have like Pillman... Uh, probably challenge um, Black to to a singles match because his hurt, his boy's hurt, and then after he loses that match, 
Then he's, then they're going to say, okay, now the two of us, you're going to take the two of us on. You find a partner. We don't care who, but you can't beat us as a team. And that's where we're going to get Brody King. Isaiah Barry said, poor Griff. He did his damnedest, not close to enough. And James Beard says, I want Punk versus Black next after Punk beats MJF and Black can be the one to give Punk his first loss. Whoever gives him his first loss will be great. I think that match would be rad. They would kick the living shit out of each other. Yeah, they would. It would be really, really good. So I agree with that. Xanthius said, Mr. Dude Felice. Uh, Sean and Alex can chime in too if they have any worldly clue what I'm talking about. The House of Guleen or the House of Black. Who do you have? Mark Guleen and Teho Khan. Maybe Yo Mamba, the Jungle Savage, are greater than Malachi Black and Brody King. I have no clue what this is about. I do believe this is a reference to... I hope it's more than you believe. I I hope you know what it's a reference to. I'm not 100% sure, but I do think it's a reference to another podcast. But I'm going to go with the House of Black because I think the (laughs) House of Black always wins. Oh, man. Jay Blood says Griff versus Malachi is exactly what it should have been. Griff shows he's natural in many ways. Malachi quickly shuts him down. You know, guys, if Malachi Black wanted to add somebody evil to his stable, he could very well just add Danhausen. The cover athlete for the next Fightful magazine, January, February, 2022 edition. It's going to be uh, featuring the legend of Minoru Suzuki, Jake Paul, Piper Niven, Dewdrop. Uh, we've got Nate Marquardt of UFC fame writing. Uh, also, uh, we've got EC3 who has contributed to the magazine as well. But we've got a special uh, bit of news for you guys as well. Jimmy Van announced this today that uh, if you subscribe to Fightful Select, any tier, you will get the digital edition of this free. If you've got a subscription, we'll reimburse you for it, but uh, or, or we'll reimburse you for the magazine subscription, rather. But if you subscribe to Fightful Select, you will get access to the digital edition of Fightful Magazine. Check it out. Just another reason to subscribe to Fightful Select. You know, maybe you missed the, the news that we broke about Kevin Owens uh, re-signing with WWE. You know, maybe you missed the Alex Hammerstone re-signing thing. Maybe you missed the the news about about Vince McMahon not wanting no-cut clauses. I don't know. Maybe you missed news about Adam Cole and Brian Danielson leaving WWE. Did you miss that? I don't know. Maybe you missed the news about uh, Ruby Soho and Malachi Black heading to AEW. Did you miss that one? I, I'm I'm one. Did did you happen to miss the news that Ric Flair got released by WWE? That Goldberg was returning. That that you know, Zelina was coming back to WWE, that, that Lady Frost signed with, with MLW, that, that, that Roderick Strong re-signed with WWE. We're just talking about contract stuff here. We're just talking contract. You know, that Johnny Gargano guy, there's that too. John Cena coming back to WWE. Did, did you miss any of that stuff? Because it's understandable that you missed it if you don't subscribe to FightfulSelect.com because... We broke all that news on FightfulSelect.com in 2021 alone. And that's before we're even talking about any of the other stuff. Somebody says, what tier for the physical copy? We're not doing that for the physical copy, but the digital copy will be available there. Jambeard says, Black Housen. <laughs> never truly evil, never truly nice. So this FTR pinnacle... Um, MJF promo backstage. It really seems like MJF goes out of his way to separate 
these three from the pack, not just because he has a match, but he has a special bit of affection for these guys. They are cut from the same cloth. And I thought that was an interesting ode. They are cut from the same cloth and Darby Sting and, and Punk aren't until those three come out to the ring. Let's talk about the face paint. I'm here for the face paint. Oh, God. Beautiful. Sting has long been a reinvention guy. Like from his early days of colorful and all that to like 95, 96 when he grew out the hair a little bit, his paint got a little more mature. Then we saw the evolution of the crow paint. He reinvented with the wolf pack, which was the dopest shit ever. I bet WCW merchandising was like, ah. It was like that Vince, that Vince GIF where he falls back in his seat. Then he goes to to TNA and he's the old sting for a while. You got to do that. You got to get some new faces there. But then he starts to add color to it when he comes back. He does the Joker. There's all that. Now we're starting to see him experiment with the face paint again. And this had the CM Punk fists. That was cool. Darby pays homage to Sting with a crow-style half face paint, but the pink and black. Ooh, do I love that because I love the pink and black paint. And then we got CM Punk coming out with Chicago colors painted up like Sting. I am such an absolute geek for this, Alex. I loved it when Savage and Luger did it uh, at Bash at the Beach. I love it. It's so cool. It's such an easy pop. I love it. Um, this this really felt like a love letter to everybody who loves wrestling of all those yeah. eras. Like the thing about it is, is it's so funny to watch because it's like, like you're like you have three defined generations of wrestling in this trio. Like Sting, like like Shivani said, I called his first match on TBS in 1987. You know, and then you have Punk. Who was who was big in the in the aughts through the beginning of the, of the 2010s, and then you have Darby, who's part of this new generation. You have now, this like it's it's really so, cool to see all three of them there together. I can't remember. I, I would imagine an ECW team. Well, my God, Taz might have called Punk's first match in yeah. WWE. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. And Excalibur might have probably called Darby's first match in AEW, mm -hmm. which is such a wild thing to see that not just in yeah. the ring on commentary how this spans generations. And this is a love letter to wrestling. Chris Rain says he loves the face paint. Uh, that is it's just so cool to me. It's so cool to me. By the way, guys, we are heading down the home stretch. Get your super chats and humper chats in. Uh, John Vasquez says, nice trio. Sting past, punk present, Darby future. And it seemed like punk's homage was maybe to Blade Runners type of stuff, uh, which, was, which was really cool. I think Sting, uh, punk was doing the 96... I'm Maybe. not surfer, but I'm not crow. Yeah. And he, it was so perfect. He had the perfect paint. He had the perfect tights too. You put scorpion tights on his yeah. tights great. with his own logo. It's so good. Everything here and FTR and the and uh, the Pinnacle were dressed up in matching gear. That's it's the little things, and it just goes such a long way. At least for me, it does. Brent Lockman says Sting is 62, right? Are we sure? He's just fantastic, and he says love that Punk. And MJF didn't have a single physical interaction in that match. And I'm pretty sure FTR saved MJF's life tonight. Good on them. Oh, we will talk about that. Cadillac Carson says MJF said Sting, Darby, and Punk wouldn't coexist. I died. That was a great little jab. A funny one. But uh, yes, 
I don't need to see MJF and Punk touch. I don't want to see them. If you're going to have them in the same match, do it like this. Holy shit, that MJF bump. Sting throws him over the ropes, and it looked like MJF got spiked right on his head, but he stopped with his wrist. Good on FTR for immediately checking on him. Yeah. And then all three of those pros, despite the piece of shit that MJF is, get up and they catch 742-year-old Sting Alex who flies through the air off the top rope to the outside because he trusts these guys. Because quite frankly, if you're NWA Sting from 1986, who are the three guys you're going to plop out? Probably these three. Yeah. Scary spot, great spot. I I thought I thought that was one of those ones where you're like, "Oh god, I was I was watching it live." when that guy got paralyzed. Like, that's what it yeah. looked like to me. Like, the last one that felt like that was, remember when Cesaro did a suicide dive and landed on the top of his yeah. head? And you were like, oh, God, that man is dead. And no, it's Cesaro. So he made out he's, he's a cyborg. He's and, fine. And the irony of that, the, the few times I remember off the top of my head, Sledge a couple weeks ago, Lita against Trish, the Cesaro one, none of them, none of them had a scratch. They got no, up and hopped and, and went to the next spot. Um, Great. Er- Earlier in the match, though, there was another one that was that was crazy, but where where Darby did his murder suicide dive into the three guys standing there, and I swear the crown of his head hit like like Cash Wheelers turned and looked as Darby hit him square in the nose as fast as he was going. I was so so amazed that Cash Wheeler's face didn't explode into a million pieces. Jambeard brings that up, Robert. Another. It shouldn't be a favorite spot because production missed it, but it was funny as hell to me. You hear this crowd go, oh, and then you cut over and it's just an overturned table. (laughs) And MJF is looking up over it like, huh? That was so funny to me. Yeah. Hilarious. But that MJF bump was maybe the scariest thing I've seen maybe all year. It looked like he was immediately hurt and thankfully he was not. But Sting came to play in Greensboro, and he's getting the chance to have matches that nobody ever thought he would have, because this match is insane and shouldn't exist in real life, but it was perfect. And Sting, for his last few matches, is coming out in full force. I can't think of a better way for him to go out in Greensboro. So uh, Jay Blood says Darby's dive was a premeditated, premeditated triple murder attempt. And Graham says I don't puke often, but that MJF bump had me Man, like it was yeah. scary. Like I, I, I did not think he was gonna get up. Mike Preventure says pretty wild how Sting turned 62 this year. And Alicia says Darby's suicide dive sounded like a helmet to helmet hit. He it did. really did. It really did. He hit the head-to-head <laughs> contact, man. That's spearing. Like- yeah, I don't know who ref that match, but Paul Turner's about to come call from the booth, being like, "Yeah, sorry, it's he's, that's that's 15 yards right there." Jambeard said, "Surfer Punk Sting Edge Darby Hard tonight was something I never knew I needed in my life, and I loved it." And Pablo says, "Don't get me wrong, the main event was a blast, but did something go short? Pretty sure uh, it was being celebrated, but that was a 30 minute Sting match." Uh you got six really over performers. I think that's what you rock with there. I mean, you can look at it as a 30 minute sting match, or you can look at it as the first time FTR and MJF are in six man action. First time punk is headlining a dynamite. There's a lot happening there and it was really worth all the time. I, I, I I was surprised they were giving it that much time, but it was because it was this kind of like this extended 
love letter to like it's in greensboro like it's the old the greensboro coliseum where like like it's been around standing long enough for sting to have wrestled there which is like so many arenas are so much are so much younger than that when they're demolished but like it's it's that and then it was just it was like a perfect house show match that was then was created to be on television like it just felt like they were having so much fun like it didn't really matter in the scheme of things. The only thing that really mattered was that it was part of the the Punk and MJF feud. But crucially, they didn't touch during the match, so it built that feud without us having to get that thing uh, of like, well, now we've seen him wrestle, so now I really actually want to see the match. But I desperately need to see the match because in this match they didn't touch. Like that's a perfect way to, to build it. Evan asks if the Darby pink and black thing was an Owen thing. I don't know. I'll let Darby speak on that because I, you know, I don't know for sure. I don't know. Uh, we have a few more super chats. You can go ahead and get them in. Uh, we we're definitely finishing up here in a couple minutes. But Jambeard says Darby and Sting versus FTR for the AAA titles, please. Oh, AAA would love to have Sting as a champion. Yeah, they would. Yeah. I mean, they book seven hundred and thirty-two year old guys on the regular. Yeah. I watched. The Vianos have the worst match I've ever seen on Triple Mania yeah. one year. Yeah. Nerd Guru says, think we get Punk versus MJF at the TBS debut show? Maybe. <sighs> Maybe. This seems like one that MJF might try to drag out until Revolution. And that is a pay-per-view match, honestly. Yeah. I mean, but then it, again, they throw pay-per-view matches on TV all the time, as they should. Yeah, it is, it is, it is true. I, I, I feel like... Um, it that because that's like not until like the first weekend of March. I know that's a long time from now to drag that out. And like every every dynamite is like a special event tonight, New Year's or Christmas, Christmas, whatever. Next week, New Year, bash, crash, smash. The next week, battle of the belts. Oh, then that's the second New Year's smash, dash, bash. Oh man, some stupid punk says, I love this freaking company. Another awesome show. Ruby's amazing and her selling terrifies me. MJF is better than all of us. Nyla's a beast and the AEW community immediately went after that turd. I love AEW. Uh, Brent Lockman says, the Fightful Long Sleeve showed up this week just in time as it's freaking cold up here in Toronto. Missed the live stream. Glad I found Fightful this year. Hope you have an awesome holidays. Well, we're glad that you found Fightful this year. I know a lot of you found us during the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, we greatly expanded our content during that period. I mean, we have daily shows on the main feed. We have daily shows on Select as well. Uh, I used to not want a show every day. And now we've got so many that, that you'll have something that you want. Speaking of, I'll be doing my Q&A show tomorrow. Check out the new show with Rob Wilkins and Maggie on Fightful Select, coexisting with Rob and Maggie. It's a weekly news show. Uh, plenty of stuff for you guys to enjoy. BAC05 says, seems like we're setting up Bucks versus Bucks and Hangman against Undisputed 2.0, leading to Cole uh, versus Hangman. If that happens, what would we do with Dark Order? Congrats to Champ SRS. Jam that jam. Merry Christmas. Go Cats. No, I think it's Bucks and Kenny. Yeah. And uh, what happened? What do you do with Dark Order? I don't know. How about doing something with Dark yeah. Order? They're since just Paige, doing dark stuff. Yeah. They're just doing dark stuff. Robert, I, I'm shocked by the lack of Dark Order on this. I thought they would have more of a role in the in sure the, get, the show. I'm sure they get back in there because that's the danger of the whole cycle idea is somebody's going to be on Dark, somebody's going to be on Dark Elevation. But I'm sure the Dark Order gets back in there, especially with eventually a trios tournament, yeah. which it seems like they're definitely going to do. 
I, I think that you can easily um, string out this whole tenuous, like, f- fivesome between Cole and Red Dragon and the Bucks, where Red Dragon and the Bucks don't like each other at all, and Adam Cole is trying to, like, figure out a way to make the whole thing work. And when eventually Red Dragon and Cole turn on the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega's got to be healthy and cleared so he can make the save, and then we can do that 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 match. Isaiah says, when Wardlow splits, where does Spears go? I think he should jump into a tag team with somebody. I think he should find someone as equally psychotic and violent as him with, like, a weapon and be like, I like you. And then they, like, take turns beating the shit out of people with a weapon. I think I, I, I think he could be a, a very cool second for, like, Ethan Page as, as, like, a, as like, a sidekick who, who does what he does right now for MJF but doing it for Ethan Page instead. I Daniel Weed. He'll be the next guy to lead the Butcher and the Blade just because <laughs> they get cycled. Daniel says, I want Darby versus Phoenix to go ham. I would love that. Yeah. Evan Wright, uh, well, we read that one. And Alicia says, MJ FTR going for the trios titles would be interesting. It would. He, yeah, it would. If MJF isn't world champion or maybe he was, that's the thing. You've got to have top tier main event yeah. level teams win this the first couple times. I think that's important. And honestly, like I hadn't even thought about that, but now that they've been given the nickname by you, commenter of MJFTR, now I need that thing to be a reality. Well, he, he said great. that. He, he said that during his promo. I, yeah. I didn't hear it tonight. That's fantastic. Pay MJF attention to MJF. MJF, I know you're probably watching. <laughs> bury this man. Yeah, you should probably bury me. Guys, thank you all so much. These streams have just exploded over the last couple of years, uh, especially the last year. Thank you all so much. I mean, I uh, there were a couple times Alex and I did raw reviews and we were like 300 live viewers. Awesome. Yeah, I remember those days. And now like on a, on a Wednesday night, yeah. We're we're doing 1500 2000 like across platform. It, it's unbelievable. And again, we're publicly funded, so thank you all very much. Please subscribe to fightfulselect.com. This fella is down there at least twice a week doing sour graps uh, for Raw and SmackDown. Tell them about it, Alex. Yeah, uh, on Fightful Select uh, twice a week on uh, late nights on Mondays and sometime on Saturday. Uh, I'll talk about Raw and SmackDown uh, and just how utterly disappointed your mother and I are of you, Raw and SmackDown. We know you can do better. We're not going to take this anymore. You've got to apply yourself. That's basically what I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Alex. I think that you're not challenging raw enough. <laughs> and I think that's the problem. I think that could be the problem. Um, I, I'm not sure when I'm going to do sure. a sour graps this weekend, but I definitely will do one. So keep an eye out for that on FIFA select. Can't be sour on Christmas. What are you doing? <laughs> I think you underestimate Alex. <laughs> I can be sour any day. I'll be sour on my birthday. Robert, tell the people where they can find you. Find me everywhere at dude Felice and find me every day on Fightful.com, writing up the news for all you beautiful people. Guys, thank you all so much. It's been a great year. Uh, I think the distraction is still going live tomorrow. We will not be here Friday or Saturday unless I just get crazy at like 11 p.m. and I'm like, yeah, I got to talk hook. I got to talk hook. I need the super chats that hook brings. Like, <laughs> that's possible. But ideally, I'd like to spend the next few days playing uh, GTA and baseball and football. So thank you all so much. I truly appreciate you guys. Subscribe to Fightful Select. Until next time, we're out.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.